0: I'm a covenant man, man. living in the riches of my Lord and King. I'm a covenant man, man. committed to Him in everything. I do believe He'll come again. And I know one thing I'm going to do till then is
1: learn to live in the blessing of Abraham.
0: Hello, everybody. And I tell you what, depending on where you're watching us, I need to either tell you happy Independence Day or if you're catching us a couple days later, I surely hope, hope you, you had, had a great Independence Day. Praise God. What a country we live in. It's, uh, you know, she's she's feeling a little sick uh, maybe at the moment and she's seen some tough times, but praise God there's still hey, I do a lot of traveling and there is still not another country on the face of this Earth that even comes close to the United States of America. Bless God. Oh, hallelujah. Happy Independence Day. Praise God. Well, if you don't know it by now, this is the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder, and this is my wife, Lynn Weeder, and we're thrilled to have you with us today. Praise God. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get right into today's message. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to join with the people, join with our partners, join with our friends, and preach and teach and discuss the things of the kingdom of God and the operational principles that lead to our victory in every area of life over every circumstance. Oh, give us the word, praise God, over every situation. It is our victory, and we praise you and thank you for it in the mighty matchless name above every name the name of Jesus amen 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 praise God well you know the you know the routine now get your cup of coffee or a cup of tea and pull up that chair and uh, let's get into the word together praise God we're going to start again this week over in Philippians chapter one and uh just touch base just kind of real quick on what we are talking about both last week and then again this week. It was just going to be last week, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm just rolling along there, and all of a sudden uh, I look Mm -hmm. up and realize uh, we've got about a minute left, (laughs) and I'm halfway down my page here, so uh, we're just going to pick right up here again this week, (laughs) praise God. Oh, Philippians chapter 1, and instead of reading all the way down, I think we're going to... uh, start here in verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. I feel you brother Paul cuz I do the same thing with my partners. Always in every prayer of mine for you all making request with joy for your fellowship. Now remember over in Luke 5 we saw that it's the same word it means partnership. It was it, the same word was used to describe James and John who were in partnership with Simon Barjona at that time in the fishing business, okay? It's the same thing. You're in partnership with, if, you, if you're partnered with our ministry, then you're in partnership with us to accomplish the things that God has called us to do. And so part of our partnership is, I thank God <laughs> upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy, what request with joy? Well, I pray for the blessing of the Lord be manifested in your finances, in your family, in your businesses, in your ministries, in every area of your life, in your health, in your physical uh, health and vitality. I, I make request with joy. Intercede on your behalf. Uh, for your partnership in the gospel. That's the key right there. From the first day "...until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and the, the confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace." of Lynn's grace, just as he spoke uh, a few chapters later in chapter four, he says, my God shall supply all of your needs. It's because of that partnership that God can supply the partner's needs according to the graces and anointings that are on the minister and ministry with which they've
1: partnered. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. People will say, oh, well, if they're in ministry, they need to be doing this, or they need to be doing that. Well, they need to be doing what God called them to do. And just like every business that you walk into doesn't all do the same thing. There's office supplies, there's clothing stores, there's plumbing stores, there's Home Depot, there's just all of these different types of stores. And then there's restaurants. They supply food. Well, you don't go into uh staples and expect to get hot, fresh food served because that's not what they're called to do. Mm-hmm. They have a different goal and it's a goal that needs to be met, but it's different. And each ministry has a different calling, a different goal, mm-hmm. what they are supposed to accomplish. They can't do everything that's under the covering of God. They yeah. have to do what they are focused on.
0: You know the scriptures that talk about as every joint supplies is it. It does apply to each member of the body of Christ, but it also uh, applies to each ministry. Yes, in this, it's, it's as every ministry as every joint supplies. Now, I heard somebody out there thinking, now, yeah, you know, all he wants is money. No, no, you don't get off that easy. I want more than that. <laughs> look, look, look right across the page here. He talks about partnership, but then look in verse 19. I mean, he's, he's talking about his being in his bonds. I mean, he's in a prison. He's in a deep, dark dungeon when he's writing this this letter to the Philippians. And look at verse 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Hey, I depend on you praying for for us. You, I, you're you not getting off that easy. <laughs> Money's hey, a small thing. My, yeah, money, you know, in the rank of power, money is, is low. Now, it is a form of power, and you've got to have it to function in this earth and to get the things done that, that God's called us to do. It's essential, but it, it's, it's low. Oh, i got to have your prayers, though. Oh, hey, you, you got to pray. I pray for you at every meal and in between time. Now, you can at least pray for me once a day, <laughs> all right? We got things to do, bless God. The time is short.
1: And we're not asking our partners to do anything different than what we do for the other ministries that we partner with. Absolutely. We support them financially. We pray over them. We are there.
0: Yeah, we support them in, in meetings we you know we're there we're 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 adding our faith to the meetings and things like that it's a it it, it it's just all one big wonderful tool that the lord has given us and it goes it, you know it goes all the way part of it goes all the way back to Damn. the first covenant in first samuel chapter 30 and I want to I look at this. We're going to read down through here starting in verse 1 all the way down to, to verse 25 because I, I want you to see this, the setup here, okay? And it came to pass when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. Now, they, didn't sl- they slew not any. They didn't kill anybody, either great or small, but they carried them away as slaves and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They were just all done. (laughs) And David's two wives were taken captives Uh, Here we go with its name again. Ahinoam and uh, Jezreelitis and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Camelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of killing him, stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved. Every man for his son. uh, uh, Sorry, it was the... uh, I accidentally touched it and it highlighted and moved it up on my page. That's technology for you. Okay. Or somebody's use of it. Something like, it's the, yeah, the the user, user error there. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now, that's an invaluable piece of information right there. If it seems like the whole world is against you, and even if they literally are... You can still encourage yourself in the Lord, praise God. And David said to Abner the priest, uh, um, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abither brought uh, hither the ephod to David, and David inquired of the Lord. Now, there's another invaluable piece of information. If you don't know what to do, don't go do nothing until you inquire of the Lord and get the direction inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went. There you go. Next principle, do it. Once you get the instruction, be a doer of the word. Uh, David went. He and the 600 men that were with him and came to the brook Bezor, that those where those that were left behind stayed, but David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bezor. So you had 200 staying back with the goods, Mm -hmm. because there's a whole bunch of goods. The quartermaster and everything is back there. Their food, everything. Somebody got to stay and protect that. Well, they weren't quite strong enough to cross that. It says brook, but it was a a pretty good-sized river. So they stayed behind. David went on with the 400. Uh, they found an Egyptian in the field, and long story short, I'm going to skip down through here, they revived him, and he told them, yeah, these are the guys that did it right down here. And David said, okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> that's, that's the weeder translation here. <laughs> um, and so skip on down here to... Verse 16, and when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of hmm. Philistines and out of Judah or Ziglag. And David smote them from the twilight of one day even until the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men that were on camels and took off. <laughs> hmm. And David recovered all. A-L-L, all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that had been taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drove before those other cattle and said, this is David's spoil. <laughs> David came to the 200 that were left back there that were so faint that they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide at the brook Bezor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the pe- people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Now listen to this and listen what, what God calls these men. Then answered all of the wicked men and the men of Belial. Now, that's a pretty strong indictment of those. And these were the guys that were with David. (laughs) These are the warriors that went with him and crossed over. And they called them wicked men and men of Belial and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except every man, you know, he can have his wife and children back, and they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, a man after God's own heart, You shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord has given us who has preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? Nobody. But at... Hey, listen. This is the part I want to get you to. As his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarries by the stuff. They shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statue and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. Wow. A man after God's own heart. No, no. They're going to get the, the frontline guys aren't going to get any more than the guys that sent them and protected the stuff. Praise God. Well, hey. When I go to Juarez and people get healed and delivered and set free from fear, hey, you get all the credit. Hey, I'm just going down there and just I'm just being impaired. I just say what the Holy Ghost tells me to say. But you're the one that paid for the fuel to get me there. You're the one that paid for everything that it takes. Because, hey, you know what? I'm not going down there and, and saying, you know, hey, y'all give me money. No. I'm a blessing to them. You're the one. You're the ones that pay the bill for me to go down there. Praise God. You're the ones that pays the bills for the 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 TV production and for the airtime on some of the, the places that we're on. You're the you, you, you get credit for it all. Every person. We had someone contact us from Brazil. This a missionary down there contacted us and asked us for notes on a broadcast that she wanted to teach. Pastors throughout Brazil. Who knows how many people those That's pastors fantastic. impact.
1: It's the original untwisted multi-level marketing.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's the domino effect. We impact somebody, they impact more people, who impact more people, who impact more people. Mm-hmm. Oh my Lord. The, the Lord gave me a word not too long ago. He said, look, he said, uh, your ministry will impact people who will impact people? Well, yeah, yeah, that works right there, and you get the credit for all of it because you made it happen. If you're a partner with this ministry, now, so in in Samuel says share equally with. Now turn over to Luke. I want to show you something in our covenant. <laughs> oh, this stuff just gets gooder and gooder and gooder. If you're wearing a seatbelt, or if, if that <laughs> chair you're sitting in has a seatbelt. Put it on. If you're listening to us in the car, you better have it on. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Luke chapter uh, 8. Luke chapter 8. Actually,
1: no. Start.
0: Four. Yeah. Luke chapter 4. Go ahead.
1: Verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, and when he had been brought up, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blinds, to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord.
0: Praise God. Why that? That's our Jesus. (laughs) That's our Jesus. And he was anointed to do those things and is anointed to do those things this very day. And he makes intercession for you and me. So he got up and declared what he was sent for, that the Lord had anointed him to do these things. And then look over four chapters later in Luke chapter 8. All right. Look in Luke chapter 8. And start in verse 1. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village. Now this is Jesus, the anointed Jesus. Preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. Why? He was anointed to do it. And the twelve were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod, steward, and Susanna, and many others, not just these, but many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. The, the other translations are very clear. They ministered to them out of their finances. Mm-hmm. And what were they doing? They were supporting Jesus and his ministry and the anointing, which was upon him to preach and teach the word of God and heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bruised. All the things that he's anointed to do. They were sowing into that. They were giving and supporting his ministry. So what did Jesus do? Well, he immediately taught about it. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, which is what those ladies just did. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down. The fowls of the air devoured it. Some mm-hmm. fell on a rock, and it was soon, as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bear fruit a hundredfold return. And when he had said these things, he cried. He that has ears, let him hear. Now, at this point, who is he talking to? Everybody. The masses, a great crowd of people were gathered together. That's who he's talking to at this point. But then, and his disciples ask him, saying, what might this parable (laughs) be? And Jesus said, unto you, partners, unto you. Verse one, the disciples were with him and the women were sowing into the kingdom and partnering with the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and sowing into the anointing he had to do it. Unto you, partners, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. It's given for you to know how these things work. Wow.
1: People say, I don't get it. Ask. Yeah. And he gives wisdom.
0: Yeah. But do you notice what I wanted to point out? In Samuel, it was share alike equally. You sow into Jesus and the preaching of the gospel and the anointing, you can receive a hundredfold return. Go over to Mark chapter 10.
1: Verse 29, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life
0: for my sake and the Gospels. Gospels. That's what they did in Luke 8. They were sowing into the Gospel, into the teaching of the <laughs> principles of the kingdom of God. Praise God. Now, turn over to Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll begin to uh, wrap this up for today, or for this week. Ephesians chapter 4, Look at verse 8. Wherefore he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. What gifts? Verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. What for? For the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what we do. We are anointed as teachers. We're anointed to preach the gospel. The anointing of Jesus is on the fivefold ministry, Mm -hmm. and it's for this purpose. It's what we do. Now look at look over uh, in Romans chapter ten. Romans chapter ten, and uh, we'll pick up in verse eight. The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. What is that? The word of faith, which we preach. (laughs) That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Now, hey, 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 watch here. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? They can't. How shall they believe on him in which they have not heard? They can't. And how shall they hear without a preacher? They can't. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Ah, that's what we do, and that's what you do. We preach the word, and you send us. You send us through television. You send us through radio and podcast. You send us through going and preaching meetings to people face-to-face. You send us where we're able to meet individually, person-to-person. You send us where we're able to produce the written word on different areas of life. Verse 14 and 15, it it just can't get any simpler than that. How should they preach except they be sent? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And yes, in case you're wondering, I do keep my shoes shined so that they (laughs) look beautiful on me as I preach the gospel. Now, you didn't apply it that way before, did you? <laughs> but hey, you're the one that sends it. You're the one that sends sends us through the airwaves, sends us through by airplanes to, to and cars to preach to people all over the place. And you're the one that supplies the ability for us to, to send the written word. And you're just about to see one example of that. The diamond in your household of faith is a must read for every man and woman, married or planning to be married. Dr. David Weeder writes in great detail to help you understand the worth and value of one of God's greatest gifts. He takes complex biblical truths and makes them easy to understand for every reader. You'll learn not only how valuable, but also how strong the virtuous, prudent, and good wife is in the sight of God. It elevates the woman to a place of honor that her heavenly father intended. David Weeder breaks through incorrect religious doctrine by allowing the Bible to interpret the Bible and bringing context to Scripture references often void of it. It is only through this truth that we can truly be powerful and effective in our prayers and entire lives. Find out the secret to a healthy, amazing marriage in the diamond in your household of faith. Order your copy today at DavidWeeder.org. Hey, look, we we are, I'm telling you, every available voice that we can possibly think of, we are, we are going just as fast as we can to, to get on all of it, to get this word out. And this, what you just saw, this book, The Diamond in Your Household of Faith, is the word of God specifically in the area of marriage. We are interested in your success. I, you, you've heard me say it over and over and over again, in every area of your life, victory in your finances, victory in your health, victory in, in, in your marriage and in your families. And so this is one avenue that we have, one available voice that we put out. And if you're a partner or considering becoming a partner which I strongly urge you to seek the Lord and inquire of Him to see if you would be, or to become a partner with David Weeder Ministries because you get credit for all of this. Uh, the grace that's on our lives to minister to couples, the grace that's on our lives to minister all over the world is is how it's connected to how God supplies your needs in every area of your life. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, and also just because he loves you. We love you. He loves you. He's always for you. He's never against you. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at one 800 5380